you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Happy holidays and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Presented as always by McDonald's. Uh, Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that McDonald's <laughs> is taking any time off. Go get some breakfast. You know what? Put an egg McMuffin in your loved one's stocking. I don't think anything says oh, yeah, the gotta, holiday spirit like that. Gotta tell hey, them about it though. Yeah, let's talk to the two people here in Studio 66 after a grand week 15. Maybe you're gathered around the fire and the tree and all that stuff as you listen to my dulcet tones or watch on YouTube, however you wish to consume. We appreciate you joining us, NFL.com. You can watch us, like I say, YouTube, track down the Dave Damashek football program. And as we look back at week 15, let's say hello, first of all, to our main man from Game Day Blitz and beyond, the longtime Jacksonville Jaguars, the one-year Raider, and forever. Our pal, Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop with you, fella? Shaq, I'm just glad you're in such a great mood today. Pittsburgh won. It's, it's going to be a wonderful show. Well, you know what? That's not jive, Maurice. I was very ahead, worried though. on Sunday. You're looking ahead right now. I could see it. I can no. see it in your eyes. Nope. I'm looking at what one Who do you guys day. play next? I'm looking at the team in the ugly, ugly gold pants named the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. And uh, I think we're going to, you know, have to have to take vengeance for what happened earlier in the year in Heinz yeah. Field. Can't have any misstep there. Rivalry games scare me, though. I don't care how bad or short-staffed the Ravens are. You know they're going to show up. Their season will be made. If they beat Pittsburgh and derail them from going to the postseason, it doesn't make a difference what else happened in 2015 for the Ravens. They'll feel like it was a success if they go 2-0 against the hated black and gold. Let's also say hello to a guy who knows about rivalries because he hails from Bama. So Bama, Auburn. UAB, not as significant. It's Patrick Claybon. What's the poop with you, fella? Not much, man. Just a, a fun news day in the National Football League because we're not talking football. We're talking stuff that's not fun. Oh, so. I want to talk about... Well, see, I think that's what we'll get into. We're going to talk about Odell versus Josh Norman. I think that's what you're getting at there. We're going to show you the Sheck report from Week 15. We also are going to get into the All-Santa slash All-Jabba team. These are guys 
in the NFL that if they fell on hard times could fill in because of their natural padding, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. They could fill in as either a mall Santa or as a double for Jabba the Hutt when they make the new Star Wars. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Maybe we'll have time to kibitz about that. But like I say, week 15 was really exciting. Week 16 promises to be so. You can see it all over Patrick Claibon's face in the newsroom he gives you the updates on nfl network and i think if you if you aren't seeing this and you're listening oh here to we this, go tune in and make sure you check it out that's that's incredible what yeah so i mean it just that says everything you need this to know. this is me uh reading the statement and uh statements <laughs> are fun state I, I love statement television uh, anytime you can get me on tv and i have a chance to read a statement this is the face that I make you while are, I'm reading it. You are always on camera. That's what they tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, by the way, so let's get into it. Very important stuff here. And uh, listen, narcissistically, I say uh, I give a uh, thank you to Peter King of Monday Morning Quarterback. My uh, the, my interview with Odell Beckham and his, the equipment manager for the Giants, Peter King gave it a shout out. Said he liked it in his Monday Morning Quarterback. Um, hey. Now, there are other people, though, who are saying that Odell's behavior on Sunday can be attributed to mixing it up with Damashek. You yes, know, that maybe that I rubbed off on, on him. Put that stink on him, Shaq. Well, you know what? Maybe it's a step back for Odell in the short term, but I think it's going to toughen him up. And over the long haul, I think you're going to see div- dividends from Odell that you otherwise wouldn't have seen. I just like we're going to have pre- and post-Shek yeah. stats for Odell because it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that moment in his career where we look back and say, well... That's kind of like how how uh, Christmas Day works. There's a BC and mm-hmm. there's an AD. That's kind of like maybe that's what it, after yep. Damashek, AD yep. now from now on. So let's dig into it. Very important stuff. And uh, well, before we get into what happened on Sunday, here's a quick look back. Again, I know it's narcissistic in vain, but then again, I guess my name's on the show, so we already knew that's I, why was, we're here. I was both of, both of those things. Here I am with Odell Beckham. And you like watching the catch? You heard about that catch you made last year against Dallas, right? Yeah. You've heard about that one? Yeah. Do you, how, how many times have you seen it? And have you seen it enough, or or is it just on a loop in your house? Uh, it's definitely not on a loop, but I have seen it um, quite a bit. Uh, and and it's, it's a memory that will never leave. You know, I, don't, I don't need to even see it anymore. It's in my head. I know ex- I could remember it like it was yesterday. Um, and, and that's special to have moments like that. You know, that's, that's what you work hard for. And, um, part of the reason why you play. Well, another guy who is very fun, I don't know to play against, though, Josh Norman. What about that? He has really taken away some of the best receivers in the game so far this season. What about he's, that matchup? Um, he's a great corner. Uh, he's a great athlete. Um, you know, they, played a, they play a lot of cover three and not so much man. Um, but like, like I said, it should be an interesting matchup. Can you wear microphones, both of you? Because I can't imagine there'd be better back and forth than all season long. Uh, I don't, I'm not really a fan of the microphone during the game. Um, I feel like that, you know, some people may have the microphone on and put on more of a show than what they would really be, and it doesn't really display, uh, you know, your full character. So I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I probably won't have one on. I definitely won't have one on. Now that we look back, too yeah. bad. That's what we made. Imagine Shaq, if they had been, both been Mike. What if they both have Norman? Stirring it up, Shaq. I see you. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been the best? So what we it. learned is Odell is not tired of watching that catch. That We part ways on that one. I've seen it too many times now. Let's see a different one. And two, he should have been mic'd up. And, but, and three, Maurice, you agree, he was throwing some shade at uh, Josh Norman before the game by saying, well, they don't really play man. They play cover three, Right. I mean, that, that's what suits their defense best. I, I think uh, you put them in that 
Richard Sherman category where everyone's saying Sherman doesn't travel, he can't be the best corner, he does this and that. Well, they played a lot of man uh, on Sunday. So yeah. it, was, it was good to see that. So I think Josh Norman didn't like that. And then we hear, we're hearing about the baseball bat thing that the, <laughs> the Panthers were, were, I don't know, implying that there was danger at hand for Odell before the game with their, with their bats. But again, that's WWE in my book. Do you like seeing pro wrestling? By the way, do you like conflict? Do you like drama? Do you like the new Force Awakens movie? Are you, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure that the dark side and the and the good side of the force, they don't get along. Oh, and, right. a, and as a result, they probably do mean things to each other. Correct. That's, well, guess what? Football is the same thing, right? I, I, to me, I think people think that you're supposed to tackle and help them up. Hey, good job. Like, there are some people like that. But majority of the league is completely opposite. I mean, if you're a free agent, you go to Pittsburgh, you automatically don't like Baltimore. If you're a free agent and you go to Baltimore, you automatically don't like Pittsburgh. Same in Oakland. When you, I went to Oakland. I had nothing against the Chargers, but I knew coming in, this is a team we just don't. It's just you, know, when you step in. It's just in the. It's in the locker room. You don't like them. Let me interrupt was, though, because I think you say that if you're a Steeler, you by definition hate the Ravens. I've talked to too many guys that are in these rivalry games, not just in football either, but baseball players, and they say, "Oh well, no, that stuff's just for the fans. We don't really care about rivalries." I like rivalries, even if they're one-on-one rivalries. Like now, Odell and Josh Norman, I don't know if they either one of them wants it, but for the rest of time, yeah. they are now associated. And guess what? I think that's great for football. There, there needs to be a, a middle ground, though, but between helping somebody up and diving yeah. at knees or, or chop blocking somebody or, or taking helmet-to-helmet shots on, on somebody. Because I, I, I do enjoy players competing, but as long as I'm able to see them. And so what the situation is, next week I won't be able to see Odell because he's not going to be able to play. He'll play. Oh, I don't think he's going to be playing, Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's appealing. And, and he has rules. He has reasons why that the suspension doesn't hold up because if you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers game against uh, the Denver Broncos, they have a guy who's bigger, leaves his feet against a smaller player, actually knocks a player out of the game leading with his head. That's one. Two, Vontez Burfick. Yeah, Vontez Burfick against Pittsburgh starts a fight before the game even goes on. Then during the game, gets three personal foul penalties. You find him $70,000 after he intentionally, you saw, tried to hurt Ben Roethlisberger. They, they, they have reason for up when I get it, though. I get it. He's Odell Beckham. He's all the kids want to be like, and we got to set a standard. We can't let the kids think this is okay. But, but like I tell people all the time, if you don't like contact, you shouldn't get, don't cross the lines. Because that's what the contact's about. I'm not here. I'm not here to make sure you're okay. My job is to do whatever I got to do to win the game. Yes, you are intentionally running uh, uh, into Overbe- other gigantic human beings as fast as you possibly can. It's a weird line to attempt to impose. Now, let me say, because I know what you're getting at, Clavon. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. The helmet, the helmet thing, Odell coming up blind on him, I thought was wrong. Yes. Now, I, I predict Maurice doesn't see as much. No, I think it's wrong, so, but we all agree there. It's wrong, but that, it happens. But how many times does that happen from week one till now? The only thing I'll say about it is this: that to me is bad because if Odell Beckham's head hits or the helmet goes six inches lower and hits Josh Norman in the chin and breaks his jaw, and Norman's out for the postseason, and the Panthers go down quickly, you like to play that if game. It, that didn't happen though. But if it did, we that can't would have say been... if because it did. That's what I I'm know. saying. And I think that's okay. what the league does. And I get where you're coming from. Like, oh, you don't want that. The first rule in football, and you understand it. What they tell you when you first play, 
You got to protect yourself. I mean, that's, but. Hey, that you said it, I didn't. No, but. <laughs> so if you're not protecting yourself and you know the rules when you're standing around the pile, keep your head on a what? You got to keep it on a swivel. You, you got to keep it on a swivel. My standpoint is I'm watching the game. My head's not on a swivel. It's on the TV, and I want to see the best players in the world play. They were playing. And, and so we're in, when we're in a situation where we're going to lose one of them, potentially Josh Norman, as, as Dave said, for the season, for however long. But we did, like, and Maurice but, is right about that. Potentially. We, intent we, we is different but, than the result. But, but, and, we and are, I'm a, but we are losing. I want to knock on wood. I want to knock on wood because – Say he goes on a break and he tears his Achilles, Josh Norman. Is, is it going to be an uproar about that? I mean, it's football. Guys, you just said it best. I'm, gonna, I'm running full speed into a person bigger than me. Right. And I'm, and I'm not trying to hurt you. I don't think it's going to hurt or I'm not going to think that one of us are going to get banged up. And not only that, and this is the thing I think people take away from the game. You see all that, right? Mm -hmm. I get that stuff. But majority of their conflicts were on run plays. And if you watch Odell Beckham during the run play... He took Cortland Finnegan, a, a, something that we, we, we we're showing all this. We don't show him doing the right things. He took Cortland Finnegan and ran him into the bench of yep. the New York. You don't see receivers do that anymore. No, this and, is, I, I don't, we, none of us have a problem with any of the other stuff, right? Well, no, well, no, that's no, what no, I, no, and that's no, no, no. This is all being blown people out People don't like it. But us three, though. No, but, I, uh, yeah, so, so the three so of us. They've but been doing it all game, so what's the difference? That The difference was that Norman wasn't looking any. any no, so what is he doing? Norman there is putting his hands up saying, yeah, this is, come get you some. The only thing, wh whether you thought Odell Beckham was funny or you thought Josh Norman was funny and you didn't like the other guy, is based on who you liked, which team you were rooting for going into that one. I thought they were both kind of funny. They were both big personalities. They were saying mean stuff to each other. I'm not making like it was G-rated. I'm sure it was very naughty, and I don't think the league would have liked to hear, with at least without beeps and stuff, would have wanted to hear the content of their words. But he, let me just say, put it to you like this, why I think it's good and why I always say the NFL can stand to have more WWE-style trash-talking and heat in front of a game, after a game, is because... After Sunday night's game, during Sunday night's game, I should say, after game day blitz, me, Maurice, Ike, Bucky, and a bunch of other people get together and watch all the games every Sunday. Only two more. Make sure you tune in NFL now to see that. But after that, me, Maurice, and Ike go into the green room. Willie McGinnis is in there. Then Deion Sanders walks in there. Then LaDainian Tomlinson walks in there. Then it's those five guys and Damashek sitting in the green room. One did not fit in with the others, and I'll let you guess who that was. But those guys, I mean, really, you have a quarter century's worth of high-end pro football players sitting in that room, and were they talking about, wow, how about that Roethlisberger comeback against the Broncos? How about those Chiefs, what they're doing? Ooh, the Seahawks, what's that about? Are they, are they a real threat? No, the only conversation for an hour was about Odell Beckham and Josh Norman, and I don't bring this up to name drop, well, I do in part. I, I do it a little bit. And speaking of that, to complete the circle, Ike Taylor picks up the phone in the middle of this conversation and calls Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham answers, and he's on speakerphone talking to Deion Sanders, Willie McGinnis, LaDainian Tomlinson, Ike Taylor, and Maurice Jones-Drew. I mean, it was, it was surreal for me, but that's not the point. Although I am bragging, yes, I am absolutely. But no. You deserve to. You were there. I mean, the fact that that is what everybody's buzzing about is great for football. That is great. That kind of attention is is fun. Now I hear you, Odell Beckham's not going to play on Sunday, and that's unfortunate, and it probably ends any hopes that the Giants have of winning the division. But 
the fact that it's not, it, you know, if everybody said, well, that was terrible. Shame, tisk tisk on Odell. But Willie didn't agree with Dion, didn't agree with Ladanian, who didn't agree with Ike, and so on. Everybody had a fascinating opinion on it. It was captivating. The point is, it's murky. Well, I think the biggest thing was, and you said it best, it wasn't that we didn't agree. Like, everyone said that's part of football. You see it all the time when you're in the trenches. Guys punching each other, locking out guys face-to-face. It's the first time we actually saw it on the outside since, I want to say, uh, Andre Johnson and Corlin Finney. That was the last time we saw an altercation like that. Where, Where no one was suspended. And these guys are throwing punches like they're in the street. So... I guess the biggest thing for us, and Willie had a great, he had a great argument saying, I get it. I get it. But if you guys really want to do that, wait for another time to do that. I need you now to win this game. I understand that. Prime and Ike were saying, listen, my job is to dominate this guy across from me. One-on-one. One-on-one. matters, but in my job, I'm out on an island with one other human being, and it's me versus him for 60 minutes. That is the rivalry that matters, is that one-on-one. I care about what happens to the team, obviously, but my job is to handle this one-on-one. And he said, that's the difference. And I get it, because when you're in the trenches, you always have someone with you. You always got help. Mm -hmm. If if it's not Greg Jones, it's a left tackle, it's a guard, it's somebody's always there. On the outside, you're by yourself. You have no help. And and, and really, in that game... They put a man to man. They loaded the box and they tried to. They forced Eli. They double teamed on the other side. So he was really by himself. And you had two alpha males. And as and Sheck was there. How did it start to get? It started to get a little intense. It started going like this. Willie is the Patriots. It goes Patriots way. And he said, "This isn't about being a Patriot. This is about discipline." But of course, I think people would associate those two things like it's about the team. <laughs> Ike is talking about, hey, listen, I come from the Pittsburgh Steelers where rugged ball defensively is what won us Super Bowls and made us a perennial playoff team, was intimidating the other people. And I think that's a legitimate point. Odell Beckham, if you didn't like his response to it, what worked was Josh Norman trash-talking to him. Not early, because Josh Norman got beat right out of the gate, and I wonder how different the game would have gone if Odell Beckham scores the touchdown right right on the uh, first ball that he got. But as it was, Odell Beckham, uh, Odell Beckham, you watched him spiral downward. He got distracted. Just like Andy Dalton after the game with J.J. Watt on Monday Night Football three weeks ago, he didn't like that either. And once you show, oh, I, uh, somebody can get into your head, Odell Beckham did himself no favors on Sunday because now he's going to get that times five the next game. As long as, as long as the other player can be Josh Norman. Then. Well, Josh Norman's <laughs> funny, and I, I mean to say I mean, he but, shouldn't trash talk but, is crazy. That's but, part but, of his game. If, if Odell spiraling out of control is what he did on the last drive, and then the game tying touchdown, then maybe I maybe, love maybe that. We're too. making well, a little bit but, more out of all I the say impact that, this really had. Let, let me say this: the Jaguars played the Giants earlier in the year. There might have been preseason. I want to say who won the two, but they were hitting Odell, getting after him, and they knew that's how you get to him. They were chirping at him, but mm-hmm. no one reacted. And they got him out of his game, and and that's and that's people put make playbooks about it. They they put they they design books on how to get you out of your game, and that's okay. I think we, what we saw was a guy. These two guys are competing, and you've been in that situation, Shaq. Shaq's been in that. He was a, he was a quarterback at one point. I you um, know my nine years in the NFL. I mean, I I tried to stay clear of that but, because I define class, but right. I understand. But that when the you're other competing, sometimes that. you forget about the cameras around you, the people around you, the fans, because. My job right now is simply when you get into that competitive spirit and you're in an arena, 
My job is to do whatever I can to win at everything I can do. So guess what? When they're blocking, yeah, Odell's going a little bit tougher blocking them, right? Yeah, when I get my chance to try to hit you as hard as I can, I'm going to take those opportunities and take those chances. Now, like, again, that's a dirty hit that happened. Mm -hmm. But you guess what? Heinz Ward has been glorified for making hits like that his whole career. And now all of a sudden it's a bad deal. And so we have to, you can't pick and choose when and when it's not, when it, when and when it's not okay. I think and it's I think a tough game to play. I get the league doesn't like it. And if you see that helmet to helmet, I absolutely Odell should have been suspended. I mean, I think he, I think he has to, given the tenor of things in the 21st century and the focus on those kind of hits and their movies and all that kind of stuff about head trauma and everything. I get that you, you do need to shut him down, but people before the game was even played, were tweeting at me, I don't like Odell Beckham, as I promoted, hey, I, my conversation with Odell Beckham, say, I don't like that guy. He's a punk. He he dances too much. Listen, you're, I mean, this idea that everybody should be a video game character who has no thoughts in his head and that you can't be a human being, and if I can get the better of you, if I can outwit you, if I can get you off your game by getting you heated up, by talking stuff to you, Ike Taylor sits here all the time and tells us about incidents where he got other guys off their game by talking stuff to them. He also says you have to be smart enough to know who not to do. You don't do it to Steve Smith because that heats him up in a good way. You know who, who you can do that with. That's part of the game. That's sports. That's poker. That's that, that, reading the guy you're playing poker with. Right. When, you, when you go see a movie, as I say, what is every drama based on? Conflict. All of a sudden now, well, we like, yeah, run into each other, but don't say anything and don't get angry at each other about any of that stuff. It's, it's loco, I think. Uh, I think it, it helps if you're Josh Norman and you're really good at what you can do. It, it's, if some trash corner runs out and, and tries to get in Odell's head, it's not... I don't know if it's going to change the way Odell runs a route. Oh, but it does. I mean, the, it, it, the Jags did it. I'm if it didn't work, you, the it, Jaguars did it. And Odell Beckham went away and started throwing around, was throwing punches or open hand slaps and this and that. He was definitely off his game. Fine. He came back at the very end and made a play. And by the way, I know Maurice loved it too. I like when it's clutch Sheck time. Was scared. <laughs> Sheck was scared on Sunday, Sheck. I'm going to take over your show right now. I asked you a question. <laughs> Sunday, game on the line, who are you going to? I don't know if I'm going to go to Odell. He has Josh Norman on him. I might look somewhere else. I said, Sheck, no, you're wrong. No, 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 I no. I said, no. Sheck, you're wrong. Don't you put that stink Whoa. on me, Maurice. Sheck, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, you absolutely... Oh, I don't want you... I don't, do don't make me go do back. It. Do I got to go back and find it? Behind the glass... Gothard and Black Tie. If you have to dig this tape up, you go you find might... it. I did not. I said 100% you throw it to Odell Beckham on fourth and five. I said uh, I knew who I was going. I knew where they were going. It wasn't even the second guy. You're guess. thinking, I think of Akbar Bajabiamilla. I can see how you would you guys, get You confused, guys do look but alike. I did, I did not. They said, no, no, you can't go to. In fact, I think Akbar, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I don't want to put it on him, but I'm pretty sure it was him who said, no, no, I guarantee you the ball's not going to Odell here. And Somebody I said, oh, said it. I said, oh, I guarantee you they are going to Odell, or at least that's the right choice. When the game is in doubt, when it's clutch time, it's not just one play, but, but Eli went to him. The Pittsburgh Steelers with their season on the line, they went to Antonio Brown over and over and over again. And I love it. I'm a snob like that. Dance with who brung you. You know, Michael Jordan took every shot at the end of every game, except when he had the ball in his hands and decided to kick it out to Steve Kerr. It always goes through the best, or at least it should go through the best. You don't do the nonsense of taking the ball away from your best players. What about Antonio Brown, though? Quickly, let's talk about it. Because it's not just, yeah. it's not just 
spectacular what he's Bichette, doing. Bichette, can I say something yes. about that? Antonio Brown, a couple years ago, he's gotten into some scuffles too with some guys. I know, Some has. corners. And so, again, those things happen in football. I just... Teammates kid, fight. Ike and Antonio yeah, Brown fight. People, I mean, people fight all the time in college, high school. You see it all the time. What, what I'm saying is it's part of the culture of football because when you have two people running into each other over and over again, you get tired of it. And sometimes it comes out. Antonio Brown, though, what he did to Chris Harris, he should it should be illegal. 18 targets, 16 catches. Chris Harris Jr. has been called... One of the, the people say, oh, he might be the best corner in the game. He's a, certainly a top five. He got smoked over and over and over. And Antonio Brown isn't just great and perhaps, and I mean, the conversation going into this week is who would you rather have, Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown? In and of itself, that's pretty striking that Calvin Johnson and Des Bryant and Julio Jones aren't even in that conversation. Those guys are a little ahead of them. And maybe DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is in that mix too. But I think it's pretty clear now after Sunday, Odell Beckham largely was taken away. Antonio Brown isn't just doing something special. He's doing something historic. Three seasons now, he is not just going to have 100 catches. Last season, 129 catches. He's going to repeat that. Let's keep in mind, Mike Vick and Landry Jones are throwing him the ball for long stretches this season. Look at some of these numbers he's putting up. (laughs) He's, he's already into his third year of 100 catches. Marvin Harrison had what, 140 one year, 141? A lot of, a lot of in routes. Antonio Brown's, I mean, this is, this is up there. Look at three-year stretches. Antonio Brown, Marvin Harrison had a four-year stretch, and Jerry Rice had a three-year stretch. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer if he sticks around for another couple of years. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, where I, I think this transcends, is he this the best receiver ugly. in the game? Where does he rank for you among receivers you've ever seen, Maurice? Uh, you know what? Uh, when you see Randy Moss, it's different because... Right, okay. Ra- Randy's just a different... He's a different human being. You've never seen someone some that size. But, I mean, pound for pound, and, and with the mindset Antonio Brown has, he has to be top three. And a lot, a lot of people try to dump on him for the five-yard contact rule change and saying that, well, Jerry would have done... That's absolutely bogus. I mean, if, if you just watch what Antonio Brown's doing, it, 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 just even in these highlights against Chris Harris, a guy like nobody's done that. Well, it's I mean, a, you nobody. know I get it that the that the numbers are inflated by the passing game, but there at some point you have to acknowledge yeah. that Antonio Brown is unstoppable week after week after week. The Broncos have shut down every number one receiver to that point. Right. I mean, didn't didn't give up a touchdown to any number one receiver, That's, and he went. Off the first thirty-point game, and I mean, how much were you attributing that to Antonio Brown? At, at least half of it. Chris Harris. So Chris and Chris Harris hadn't allowed a touchdown uh, catch for, three years, for two <laughs> years, and he allowed two to Antonio Brown. By the way, the worst intercept, one of the five worst interceptions of Roethlisberger's career. Take, take us under- through your mind at that moment. He was Antonio. You know, Antonio Brown was butt naked. <laughs> Why there was no one by him? He he flat ran past uh, Talib and was down deep with his hand like this. Was it fifteen catches at that point? And the ball goes to D'Angelo. How, how did you feel, Dave? I felt sad on the inside when I saw that interception. I, fe- I think I outwardly expressed displeasure with it. In the middle the of the show. Sometimes. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Sometimes our show, that's why I like Pittsburgh to play early on so we can just get it out of the way or play a Sunday night. Yeah, but then, but you've been bitten by that snake before, too, when the Steelers <laughs> yeah, lose early oh, and then we're the out there the rest of the day.
Then there's then there's no energy. No. There's no. I'm not going to apologize to anybody for for wanting my team to win. Why should you? That's right. Thank but why, you. Then why should why should we have to watch Odell? Why should Odell be putters then? Real quick though, Maurice, we've talked about your little rivalry with AJ mm-hmm. Hawk. AJ Hawk came on this show like a man, and he apologized to you for the little. And I apologize, and I said I and I apologized back. I'm sorry. That's right. I thought that was wonderful stuff. What about uh, the Bart Scott show? Today? I tell you, man, me and him, man, we just, do you guys got footage of it? Me and him did not like each other while we were playing. Do we have that know, behind the glass? Any you got no footage of that? of that? No, they don't got no footage of that. It, it was real. What it, happened? It's, it all started in 2008, last game of the year. We didn't have the best season. Um, we were playing Baltimore. We were banged up. A lot of young guys playing. And I ran a, like a little check down route. And the ball didn't go to me. And I went to turn and someone hits me in the back. And the next thing I know, I look, I'm like, who, who did that? Right? Because I'm like, who would hit somebody when the ball is way on the other side of the field? And I look, and it was Bart Scott, and I lost my mind. <laughs> and I, then my mind just went completely from football to some other stuff that I don't like to talk about. Some words were said. <laughs> and then I told him, I said, listen, don't worry. There's going to be a come a place in time when we meet again. And when we meet, I'm, I'm for sure going to win. I promise you. And he blitzed. And every time he blitzed, <laughs> I don't even think I like. I think I think I just ran into him as hard as I could. <laughs> he could have got a sack. It didn't matter. He was gonna feel me every time. And we just went head up the whole rest of the game. Then guess what? He got traded or went to New York in free agency, and they played the Jaguars for about three years straight. <laughs> every time I saw him, we went head up, and he got him. He got this work. It's just what it was. It just was one of those things that. And that's and that's the beauty of the game. I mean, that was something that. We, like, you embrace that in football. That's what I was embracing in high school. That's what I was taught. Like, when I, you watch the Raiders, that's when the Raiders are winning. Those are the good things. I mean, that's what football is about to me. I don't. I'm reared on Steelers and Raiders and Dolphins and Cowboys and Vikings in the late 70s and all that meant and all that the heat and the repeat visits with each other in Januaries oh, and that I mean that built some legitimate heat and those guys weren't changing teams to your point so you saw each other and Deion Sanders was talking about that very same dynamic the guys who I had to dominate forget team as an individual I have to dominate the guys in my division the receivers in my division because I'm going to see them twice every year so if they take my manhood then that's going to be there in front of me every time we play twice a year I'm going to have to deal with it. what he said? He knew he was going to be there for five years, so I was going to have to see him ten times, <laughs> if not more. So, it, it right, so you must win that. I love, but by the way, how great is it, the idea of Maurice, in that he, his inflection never changes, if you notice, Patrick. Yeah, yeah Claybon's always like, all right, now, I'm going to see you, and I'm going to see you at a different time, and then there's going to be a price to pay. That would spook me if somebody said that, <laughs> used that very casual kind of tone with me. Hey, guess what now? You're going to have to pay a price for what you just did to me, and it's not going to be a nice just, one. Yeah, just matter of fact. Like, yeah. he's, like he's really priceless. I, I would just weep. I would just weep <laughs> no, if that I mean, were me. But I think that's, that, that would made, that's what made those games, like, important because not only my teammates saw it, right? I don't, I don't think you guys, people are going to say, oh, like Odell and this and that, but his teammates saw him yep. and what he was going through. And as a teammate, you want to help those people out. My teammates saw what I was going through. They saw me in the huddle and the passion. They felt the passion and those things. They're like... And you could even speculate that Odell's behavior was so amped up that that is what propelled the Giants to say, whoa, this is for real. Let's get it going here. Let's We're help 35, seven. You, I, That's speculative. I realize, well, I mean, Claybon, but maybe that... No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's speculative, but people use the opposite of that. And, and Troy and Joe are on the broadcast and it's... 
it's all this concern, like, oh, this is this is bad for football and blah, blah. The league like, feels I, that if, way, If we too. could just get rid of that, if we could just get rid of that and realize, like MJD says, like, these guys are playing this game a certain way, and the things that we think have an impact negatively probably really don't hmm. mean that. No, and, and, but, and, and I think that what you said is right, because to America, that might impact you, you know, in a negative way. Like, if you see two people arguing and, oh, my gosh, they're getting confrontational. That's what football is all about. Yep. It's about confrontation and who can handle it and who can't handle it and who's willing to put their will onto someone. And, and, and so in that game, if I see a teammate in distress like that, I see a teammate stepping out of character. I'm like, look, we got to do something to help him because he's out here fighting by himself. Mm-hmm. We got to figure this out. And you saw the Giants slowly but surely. Rashad Jennings breaks off a run. Manningham gets open. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, guys start making plays. The tight end makes a couple plays. Eli's starting to play better. And if you read Eli's quotes, he was like, listen, man, at the beginning of the game, they, they started it off in the beginning and no flags were thrown, so they just kept going until they got a flag or two. And then Eli also has since said, yeah, Odell has a hard time handling that stuff sometimes, and he's got to control himself a little bit better. That Once that's exposed, now that cat's out of the bag, Odell's going to have to deal with it next week, or, well, not next week, but in two weeks or whatever. At the time of this recording, at least Odell is not playing in week 16. We'll see if that reverses itself. Hey, the holidays are here, and like I say, happy holidays to you, even to the Ravens. But with it being Steelers-Ravens week, I have a special message to the Ravens and some others on this week's Sheck Report. Take it away, Sheck! Boy, oh boy, Sheck. Once again, banner work. You really brought out the best for uh, for Christmas. Hey, here's my final four, fellas. Claybon and Jones Drew. I'd like you to react to this. I update it every week. And I've had to make a change. I, You know, my preseason pick, Chiefs, Seahawks, now looks a lot better than it did six weeks ago. But no Jamal Charles. I think Justin Houston, I'm trying to read the tea leaves, but I don't think he's coming back. Rand Getlin says it's not clear what's going on with him. If they don't have their their best defensive player and their best offensive player, how far can they realistically go as well as they're playing? So I'm adjusting it to be Steelers, Patriots, which would basically complete the circle of the season since that's how it started. And then on the other side of things, even without Honey Badger, I think they're going to try and rise up. But I'm Team people are sleeping on is the Packers. Nobody's talking about the Packers at all. And I know that you and Bucky say they're not physical enough to get through January. But it is one of those things that the team that's always supposed to do, Packers are always one of the teams that's supposed to get there. This year, nobody's talking about them, but they might end up as high as the second seed here. Anyway, react, Maurice. Shaq, I thought you put Kansas City in there. No, I, I did, but I, but I just explained <laughs> why I, I don't know that I can t- stick with that. I think Kansas City is a team that we don't talk about with depth. They have a ton of depth. They have a first-round backup hmm. outside linebacker in D4 who rushes the passer. I think he got three sacks against the Chargers a couple weeks ago. Came back, did a great job against Baltimore. Uh, you talk about Charkandrick West, Spencer Ware at the running back position, along with Niles Davis. And, 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 and I try to tell people, sometimes you always talk about that Ewing theory, right? Sometimes when that major piece goes away, other pieces step up. Jeremy Macklin's playing lights out right now mm-hmm. because they need that threat. He's starting to show up. And they don't have to give the ball to Jamal Charles on all these different downs. So just letting other guys go, you need Travis Kelsey to play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He starts playing better. They have a chance. And you have a quarterback that would rather check the ball down than turn the ball over. That's the key in, in, in playoff football. 
When you have a quarterback that wants it, that's a gunslinger, and everybody wants a guy to try to put it in tight windows, you throw picks in the play. Nobody seems to be acknowledging that he is pushing it a little bit yep. downfield, but it, but the interceptions aren't on the rise. Alex mm. Smith is still taking care of the ball, but he's actually the offensive sli- is slightly more dynamic. When you say Niall Davis, if I would tell you that Jamal Charles would go out, but then they would go on a win streak, you would say, "Wow, Niall Davis must be dynamite." He hasn't even touched the field. That's cr- that's what's crazy. Where did the other Depth. two guys come from? Depth. Claybon, how say you? I, I look at that, David, and I see you talked about a team nobody's talking about. I feel like we're begrudgingly talking about a 14-0 and team sometimes and just kind of think, oh, well, eventually they'll lose because only one team's ever done it before. It's just, it's still weird to me that, I, we're, that we're here seven weeks later. Those advanced <laughs> metrics guys love saying, well, by statistics and however they are evaluating it, this is the worst undefeated team ever. Wait, they're, what they're, does that mean? I don't know, but you know, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins went 14-0 in the regular season in their magical 17-0 year. That's what the Panthers are right now. They basically repeated what the 72 Dolphins did in their regular season. And, you know, listen, obviously Cam Newton's going to be the MVP. That's a fait complete. How bad is it without Honey Badger, though? Is that, how big is that going to be a knock against him? You know, a lot of people are saying he's their Jenga piece and they're doomed without him. No, I don't think so. I, I think, yeah, he's definitely a piece that you can line up on the slot and do th- other things like that. But they have a linebacker who's a safety that they can put out there uh, in Buchanan. They have some other guys that can go make plays. And their offense still puts up 40 points a game. I mean, I don't, I don't know any, any other offense that does that on the regular basis. They have so many weapons on all sides of the ball. Just think of Talk this. about depth. depth. How about David Johnson? That's what I'm saying. Your top two backs go down, and your third guy comes in and goes for almost 200 yards. I think Arizona and Carolina, is, that's in my final four. Hmm. Those are my final four, my final two for the NFC. I love your Pittsburgh Steelers to rematch against the New England Patriots because I think – that game would have went different if they'd have had Martavis Bryant and Le'Veon Bell. That's a great point. But now, seeing the way they're clicking, I, I, Pittsburgh's defense is playing better. They're getting to the pass. So they didn't have a lot of pass rush early on. And Ike said it best. He said by week eight, they'll be right. They look like they're getting right. Without bias, or as little bias as I can possibly say this with, I there think the Cardinals and the Steelers, I mean, that would be 78-74 to 74 final score, especially without Honey Badger back there. That would just be deep ball back and forth. Well, they remember Landry Jones beat him, so. That's right. Yeah, that would be fine. Hey, real quick, black tie behind the glass. You don't want to do the all Santa, all Jabba team? We are running out of time. We can't. We got to speed through it, though. Double time. All right, let's go. Black tie. You know know what black tie's new name is? The Grinch. (laughs) Why do you want to do the all Santa team? What's, like what's wrong it. with having some pleasure, Black Tie? We can do it. Just get through it. Black Black on the Here we go. Team. Happy holidays. Let's get into it. These are the guys that if they needed to pick up a second gig could serve as a mall Santa because of their natural uh, – they're, they're men of a certain carriage, if Big you know bony. what I mean. Yeah, Big that's bony. what we're yeah. getting at. First of all, at the tight end position, there are a lot of good options there. Julius Thomas, he, he left Denver, then reemerged in Jacksonville with an extra 40 on the side, right? Got to be a blocking tight end sometimes. <laughs> Is that the excuse? He's got a little bit of a pot belly, Claybon. I don't <laughs> know if you've noticed it. Then again, so too does Delaney Walker for a high-end yeah. athletic tight end. He's got a little bit of uh, he's got a little bit of junk in the trunk, Delaney Walker. Yes, uh, energy storage. Yeah, I'm is that what that is? So you can unload on the heat, opponent. Heat insulator. <laughs> <laughs> now the kicker position is re- has belonged to Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski for a decade at least. But all of a sudden, you know, in the copycat league, here come a couple other contenders. 
Randy Bullock, did you see him for the yeah. Jets on Saturday night? The, the low angle shot was not flattering because oh. we're looking up at Randy and it's like, man, Randy. Is he short too? I don't, I, well, they usually aren't very tall, those kickers, uh, yeah. And that was, but then again, maybe the best kicker of all time, Adam Vinatieri. I don't know if you've checked out what he's got going the last uh, year or two. Yeah. He's got well, a little but that's, five. Yeah, that, I know that's it's, time is undefeated, yeah, Dave. Yeah, it's, he's, it's he's fighting it. He's, he's done a great job, but it's going to come back. <laughs> Dad bod. Eddie Lacy, of course, uh, much has uh, been made of that. you got to throw him in there. Poor yeah. Eddie. Eddie Lacy, but Mike Tolbert also. Why, I can't believe he didn't make it. Oh, he made it. He, oh, he made, made the it? team. Okay. Yeah, these are our starters behind oh, us. Oh, he's you're on watching the bench. On YouTube. Shane Leckler <laughs> is clearly our punter. Vince Wilfork. We also I got a shout out to Brandon Mebane, but it's a little unfair. If you're playing the defensive line, that's what happens to you. Calvin Beecham, the left tackle who's out uh, now for the Steelers. He, talk about junk in the trunk, boy. He's got uh, the, he's on the all bum team. If we were doing that, <laughs> you got to put pot roast in here. Pot roast, yeah, the, we, yeah. We put pot roast on the on the right right hand side in the three four defense. That we and our quarterback, play. I don't think there's much debate here. Not the hefty lefty because he's not in the NFL. Yeah. Big Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah. Well, listen, what is is? You, you, you go through quadruple you, chins, yeah. pot belly. Just a, a process of elimination. It has to be Ben, even though we've had fifty what three guys start this year. It's. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know any. any is there least. any other big quarterbacks in the league? Fellas behind the glass, anybody? Gothard? Black Tie the Grinch doesn't want to talk about it anymore. He's like, <laughs> I got I got things to do. I've got to go. What do you got to go and do, Black Tie? Go to the dentist? Black Tie actually has to go to the dentist. That's why our fun is being ended here. <laughs> send your uh, send your tweets to Black Tie there. You can let him know how you feel about that. Claybon, gangbuster stuff. Thanks for joining us. Maurice, gangbusters as always. Thank you, Sean. We, uh, you know what? I don't know if I'll see either one of you before the Christmas holiday. So have a happy one Thanks, man. with uh, with your families and friends and all that kind of stuff. Black Tie, well, Gothard and everybody else behind the glass, Will Pyle, Merry Christmas and such to you. I don't even know if I can bring myself to say Merry Christmas to Black Tie. <laughs> I hope you, I don't know, I hope you get a root canal We know someone who's going to get coal in his stocking. <laughs> like I say, I hope he gets a root canal. <laughs> all right, listen, so we'll be back. For one more podcast on Thursday, we'll do our Red Challenge flag picks for you. We have a special guest, Adam McKay, joining Uh us, uh, the prolific comedy director. So that'll be fun to talk with him. And he's got a new movie coming out. We'll talk with him about that and going up against uh, Force Awakens and all that. In the meantime, instead of football, since people, the Claybon, you know, up on Mount Pius, he doesn't like, I don't know if they don't like each other. What if Josh Norman and (laughs) Odell Beckham aren't going to go out? They've listened to nothing I said. Aren't going to go and have an ice cream after the, I heard what you said, but let's just do basketball instead. We'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Swish! Find out more on the next DDFP. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks on the Tuesday edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. As always, James Coe, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Mike. What do we got this week? We have got a lot of waiver wire pickups, a lot of confusing backfields out there that we're going to try to clear up for your fantasy championship. Also talking some championship week trust issues with players out there. And, of course, we'll hit daily dabs before we end the show, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash podcast. So give it a listen. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.